0: My topic is I have a ginger child. (laughs) Have you got statistics though? I looked at the statistics before I had the child. What? Saturday was just like hell for me. I did not enjoy doing five minutes of stand up one bit. I was just frozen to the spot. I felt terrible the whole way through. Just felt in a blind panic. You know, at one point, I felt like I was gonna start crying. Oh,
1: sweetheart.
0: (laughs) That's how scared I am. Why did I say yes to this? Why did I say, yeah, come on, I'll do it. I'm not ready. Can I just skip it? Thank you for listening to this programme from the Forever Manchester Radio and Podcast Network. Forever Manchester is a charity that raises money to fund and support community activity across Greater Manchester. Check out forevermanchester.com to find out more.
1: Are you going to invite your family and friends? At the end of the day, I'm
0: not really uh, precious about owning my dirty laundry in public. If I do really badly, I won't feel ashamed of myself in front of my friends and family. It'll be something that we'll laugh about in yeah. years to come. Like, oh, do you remember when that happened? Do you remember when you did that? Because I don't, I don't really feel that ashamed. <laughs> if it's promised, it, I feel like I'm going to hate it. Yeah. But, you know, I don't mind exposing myself in that way to my friends and family. Yes, so that's alright. I'll cope with that. Uh, yeah. So I guess I have no shame is the the bottom line. What I didn't, what I felt really uncomfortable with as well though, was as the other acts were going on before me. Yeah. And then when they came back and had to listen to the feedback from the group, and it was really positive, and really constructive, really helpful to the acts. Mm-hmm. But they were saying really nice things, and I thought, if when I come off, if they say really nice things to me and be really positive and complimentary, I'm gonna feel like I want to die I'll feel Why? cringy I don't know I just thought oh I, I won't like that sort of okay. attention and um, yeah oh. So but luckily they didn't <laughs> yeah they did yeah <laughs> No, there was a, there was a few, things, a few positive things in there, but actually, in the main, people were very constructive.
1: Yeah, so I see what you mean. You didn't want people to just be nice for the sake of being nice.
0: Yeah, I didn't want people to say, "Oh, you're so good." Oh, I think you're brilliant. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I didn't. I would have been very uncomfortable with that. Luckily, that wasn't the case. And well, therefore we want not the again. <laughs> What I did like is that people pointed out, you know, oh, that was a good joke, Mm -hmm. or I liked this one. And that's kind of what you need from these group sessions. You could rattle on for... 10 minutes and only two or three funny gags in there so actually to do it to a small group and to get the feedback and the people to flag up the bits that were funny and the bits that you could make a bit more funnier and you can strip out some of the bits that's just context or background noise or whatever so i really need to spend quite a bit of time because i really need to get my act together (laughs) literally (laughs) yeah write out a script and I still don't need to be particularly polished, but I think I need to practice. Even if I just do it to myself at home in the no. mirror, practice reading it out loud because I haven't done that. I think you should also record since. it.
1: I was going to record it, but then I didn't know if you'd feel comfortable with that. And because we were already in the group, I didn't want to ask. Um, I think it would be really useful for you to see and hear yourself. Yeah. Outside of the context, and it might be a bit cringy because it's never nice watching yourself back, is it? No. However. I think it would be really helpful because then you can see where your pauses are. You're probably doing little things that you don't realise you're doing.
0: Yeah. I think part of the challenge for me was that I wasn't comfortable and familiar enough with my material mm. as I would have liked to have been and I therefore felt very exposed. Yeah. And I think that if I spend more time practising what I'm going to say and saying it out loud, timing it, recording it, and spending the time to do all of that. But I need to do it because I... You don't want
1: to feel like this on the night.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to feel as crappy as I did in subsequent weeks of the course. Mm.
1: Do you think that you'd be willing... On the day, if you weren't 100% confident with your, not knowledge of your script, but you know what I mean, of um, being able to keep a cool head to remember the order of things, taking little cue cards out with you or writing it on your hand or something. Yeah, I'd do that. Because I think it'd be better to do that and look a little bit vulnerable and like you're not a, a 100% on it than look like you're 100% on it, but then... Get flustered and lost, and you've got nothing to jog your memory.
0: Yeah, even having them to hand, you might not even need them. Yeah. but knowing that you've got a
1: backup, I think it'll give you more confidence. Yeah, and really, at the end of the day, if I was coming to watch somebody that was doing it for charity, and they spent three seconds of the whole five minutes just quickly glancing down at a card, I couldn't care less. Yeah, doesn't matter, does it?
0: No, really, just make a difference. I think that when I go to yoga classes and the instructor does look at their notes, <laughs> the, your
1: yoga instructor looks at the notes. Yeah,
0: some of the new ones. Really will we'll have like a cheat sheet or a set of notes that they refer to. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, it don't make a
1: difference, does it? No. So there you go. You just make sure you have a chi- part chi. of my
0: act. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no. So I was just. I'm not feeling positive about it at all. I don't. It just makes me feel sick in my stomach to think about it. And mm. when I said I was doing this, people, loads of people have said to me, "I don't know why you're doing it. I'd rather do the boxing. I'd rather go in a ring and have a boxing match than do this." And then now kind of understand that because i think gosh yeah i would rather do Do you feel more
1: vulnerable doing this than having somebody trying to attack you
0: absolutely i feel like it's gonna be a much tougher crowd you know no people are begging for blood at boxing well yeah they didn't get it from me (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i think it's just it's just a completely different experience and this is very exposing this is you are making people laugh so that's a big challenge, whether you make them laugh or not. And second of all, if you look at everybody and mm-hmm. what they talk about, it's often quite personal yeah. around themselves, their lives, their psychology. And so you're really exposing yourself mm-hmm. um, to get laughs. Yeah, I guess it's not the
1: exposing yourself.
0: I mean, I'm not going to strip
1: off or anything like that. (laughs) Um, What's that that film called? Basic Instinct. Is that the one? (laughs) When she's got no knuckles on and she flashes everyone. Yeah, Yeah. I think it is. Doing a basic instinct. Yeah, I won't be doing that. (laughs) (laughs) That
0: won't get any laughs (laughs) anyway.
1: Oh God, I hope not.
0: Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if you did laugh. Then you'd be like, cut (laughs) it. Are you laughing at me, (laughs) Fanny? Oh my God, is it that bad?
1: (laughs) You know what one thing that you have achieved? And you will achieve on the night. I don't know if you noticed this because I guess your adrenaline would have been pumping when you came off stage and we were all everyone was giving you criticisms and feedback and things. Um, a couple of people said that they really liked it because you taught them things. People I don't know like if you picked up on that. And that yeah. was your aim at the beginning. You wanted to teach people things whilst making them.
0: Do you know what i can't help it right yeah. it's not something that i even do consciously because people said oh i, I learned some facts and uh, there was some really good research findings you did your research and i'm like yeah why wouldn't i <laughs> <laughs> i did it it didn't occur to me that i'd done that yes that's but just that what was you just do. my nature my sort of second nature yeah. is to do that because yeah. that's what i do for a job so that was the first thing I did, was got on the internet and started doing some research, finding out some statistics, looking for evidence, and then fed that into my script, which I thought was entirely normal. Why would everyone else do that? <laughs> anyway... But, yeah, at least if nobody laughs, it'll be informative. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Have you yeah. thought about what you're going to wear?
0: Yeah, I have thought about what to wear. And I think I'm just going to wear what I would normally wear when I go to the comedy club on a Saturday afternoon. So yeah. probably fairly casual, fairly smart casual. I don't want to dress up in a silly outfit and pretend yeah. to be a character or something. No. Um, I don't think it would be fitting for me to dress up in a really posh dress or anything like that. Mm. So I think, really, I've just got to go with me normal what
1: I'd wear to the pub, or yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's getting recorded, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Oh god, don't. This makes me feel bad. You're gonna be
1: awesome. Don't worry.
0: Is there anything else that we need to talk about? What did you um, have? Little pointers? So I pointers let you just and... closing
1: appearance, walk on, mic technique. Mic
0: technique. Yeah. You know what? Oh
1: yeah. You didn't move the stand. I didn't even realise you had to. I didn't notice that you didn't, but other people did. To be honest, but that must have happened because Dave commented on it. Yeah, he me. did. He said you didn't move the mic stand out of the way, and I was thinking, was not meant to? But I guess because it is obstructing people's view, so you meant have put it. At the side and then put it back in the middle. But why is it not just out the side? Yeah, exactly.
0: Why is it in the middle then? So I was <laughs> <not>, uh,
1: <laughs> keep it in protest. Yeah, <laughs> a ridiculous setup.
0: What about movement and body language? Because I have no idea what my body language was like. How much movement there was mm. in my head. I felt like I was a rabbit in the headlights. Oh, really? I felt frozen to the spot. And the only time I recall moving was going from looking at the audience to looking at my notes and looking back I felt so scared that I feel like I didn't move yeah
1: you did Um, you were kind of in the middle so there were some people that were really animated and they were doing over the top gestures and things weren't there and then there were other people that were quite contained I'd say that you were in the middle so you did what you naturally do when you talk so I don't know if you notice but when you talk you use your hands a lot right. and you describe what you're saying with your hands and you lean forward you were doing that so it was almost like you were doing actions that you would have if you were having a one to one conversation with somebody oh, so right. you were stuck there frozen but you weren't being like this big performer it was they called they've called it a word in this class and i can't remember what it was you know like almost like you're having a one-on-one conversation you're letting people in on a secret that's kind of what your body language was like right it wasn't how you naturally speak and act um but i don't know if you want to change that to exaggerate or i don't think you need to because you're telling a story I don't think you need to because I think if you started putting all that in, it might distract you. Because obviously some people, they do impressions and the, you know, of people within their stories. That's do you know what was style. interesting?
0: In my script, I'd put a few swear words to exaggerate, make things sound mm-hmm. a bit more funny that kind of thing yeah and when I was on the stage in front of people I remember pausing and thinking I can't say that swear word out loud oh really yeah
1: why and what swear words were they well
0: like for example there is the moment where the young men drive past in a the car they literally shouted oh you ginger that's what I wrote in my script but something made me because you said knobhead didn't you You said bastard oh did you and something made me lessen it tone it down from <laughs> to bastard <laughs> Because I felt like it was just too of a bad word for me to say publicly in front of a mixed audience. But I think...
1: One is true to the story and two has more impact because it's so aggressive. <laughs> I agree.
0: But it wasn't me that said it in the first place. And I, I, I really
1: like struck. I remember
0: consciously toning it down. Literally, it's not something I had any intention to do,
1: but on the stage at that moment I couldn't say it. Maybe you need to practice just by putting <laughs> in your everyday language just to normalise it. Yeah. <laughs> Get me where you
0: are. <laughs> right, come on. Now. <laughs> you see how bad that is? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm gonna have to yeah, maybe do need toughen to. up a bit with my swearing because there was a few things that had swearing <laughs> in it that I took out. Oh, you shouldn't do. Because I just thought, you know, I think if I'm in a situation where I know the people well, yeah, I know what I can say and what could potentially be offensive to certain people. So I know to manage my language in a way. It's not like I don't
1: swear. Yeah, but you modify depending on who you're with. Yeah,
0: so. If I'm in a crowd where I'm comfortable with everyone and I know everyone dad well and all that, and I know what I could and couldn't say and who'd be offended and mm-hmm. who wouldn't, but in a situation where you don't know those people, you don't know that audience, I would be worried about saying something that offended somebody or whether someone would think badly of me. Like she uses words like that all the time to <laughs> judge
1: me for don't it. Think we're in the twenties anymore. <laughs> no, but um, the bad ones. See, I quite like them. But or... <laughs> <laughs> not the items. Anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the words um, I don't think they are but also I think it, it highlights your story that you're telling and it makes it funnier so it's not like you are being aggressive do you know what I mean it's not like you so I, I can't really say much without giving what you're going to talk about away but in that story when they say oh you gingered ginger You're just relaying what was said, and it kind of makes it so much funnier to have that horrible, horrible word there, as opposed to bastard. It's still funny, but it's like it's more modest. Yeah. Also, like maybe not on the night, but like some comedians just just talk about shagging all the time. Mm. So I don't think you go to a comedy gig expecting it all to be pg yeah so you can swear a bit yeah it's never 18's audience exactly there'll be drunk people there drunk people swear all the time yeah
0: i'd just worry if like someone's mum's there (laughs)
1: there's probably gonna be lots of mums. you're someone's mum (laughs) it wouldn't offend you
0: no
1: okay uh eye contact voice voice can't change my voice no you've got your voice pace I think that'll come with practice. Um, But you've done, I mean, I know it is different, but you've done presentations and lectures and things like that, and I guess then you have to initially learn to control your pace, don't you? So just stick with that pace. Yeah. Um, That's it, really. You walk on. Are you going to be like... Wait, are you just going to walk on modestly and say
0: hi that is an interesting one to walk on because I feel like I just want to shrink and go <laughs> hiya I'm Claire I'm uh, from Manchester and, you know I just I, I don't have that big yeah personality and that big impact and that big hey da, 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 it's not me but turning up like a little mouse isn't really well I don't know might be someone's act but I, I actually, I've really struggled about that. I don't know how to open up. Um, and on Saturday, I started
1: with... I'm
0: not a comedian.
1: Yeah, I'm, I don't I'm think really you not, do that. No,
0: and I, I agree. I think it's I understand
1: bad. why you did it, because I guess you do it to try. And the way it came across was like, it's slightly putting your defence up already. You're like, yeah. so if this isn't very good, this is why. Whereas you don't need it, because then people... One, you look like you're not as confident, and you don't want people to view it differently. Because if I was watching something and I didn't know the person and they said that, I'd be thinking, oh, well, this is going to be really bad. We're going to have to like do pity laughs. Yeah. Which you don't want. And you don't need them. Like, I know you don't believe me, but you don't need them. Um And the majority of people on this course haven't done comedy before.
0: They're no. not a comedian.
1: They're trying it for the first time. Mm-hmm. So although they're doing it because they want to aspire to do it, they're, they're as new as you are, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, but they've done Performing arts and theatre and You've done acting.
1: lectures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think don't do that. I think you're putting yourself down if you yeah. say that. Don't I agree. You with, to. I agree too. I just don't know how to open up. But you could just say like, Hi, I'm Claire. I'm a mum and then go into it. Yeah, because that just seems really natural rather than going straight into it give people time to adjust to your voice by saying hello Yeah, it works because then mean, you're starting straight away but you, you're kind of having that pause that people get used to hearing your voice and then and it's, it would sound quite natural it doesn't sound like oh you're act's starting now do you know what I mean yeah. it, it'd have a natural flow like you're just having a conversation with someone you just met and then yeah. it ends up oh no wait this is it she's being funny ha <laughs> (laughs)
0: Yeah, but I think after I did my initial apology for my existence, and why am I even here? um, So I think if I just cut out the apology, I could just start off with, I'm mum, I've got three kids, and then it opens up to what my sketch is about. So I I think that's the way to do it then, that's the opening. I don't know, this is where the sort of lecturing and that Mm. kind of background comes into it, because you feel like you almost have to have a, this is what we're going to talk about today... This is the um, structure. This is what we're going to do. And by the end of it, you will have learned about this. Do you know what I mean? And there's
1: five minutes for questions at the end. <laughs>
0: yeah. You don't need that, though.
1: No. I know that probably feels really unnatural, but you don't need it.
0: No. So it does feel unnatural to just go straight into it. Yeah. And also with comedy, people do flip from one subject to another mm-hmm. quite easily, which seems unnatural to me that, you know, they talk about one thing and then they switch to another thing. And I think. But yours Ooh. flows
1: really well. So you've got the same, although you're talking about different things within it, you've got the same overall matching topic throughout the entirety of it Yeah. so I think with you even if you're, you're switching kind of what you're talking about within that it's the same topic so you're not doing a giant switch without mentioning it
0: no but I wouldn't have the confidence to do that anyway Yeah. like people who do it have got the confidence to pick up material and do stuff spontaneously yeah. and you know add a little adding that coming from a heckle or that's spontaneous. I I haven't got the confidence to do that.
1: And I guess that confidence just comes from experience, doesn't it? Knowing how to handle it, knowing that you know your material enough that you can take on that heckler.
0: Yeah, or or even if it's not a heckler, but, you know, like uh, people ask the audience a question and then they build the material around the answer to that question, which they would have probably practised or had some ideas, but they'll still have to do a bit of thinking on their feet. I am not thinking on my feet on the day. No chance. I need to have it all. What's your response to hecklers? Um, You're going to ignore them? I think I'll ignore them, yeah. yeah. And I think if someone says something derogatory like, get your tits out, I'll just be like, I love a boyfriend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. But no, I think ignoring is the best thing. There probably aren't going to be any. No, I don't think well, not Especially not kind of the gigs of... that
0: we're doing. Yeah, you exactly. Know, there's two gigs to do. One is the showcase at the end of the comedy course. And then the next one is Forever Funny. Mm -hmm. And I think that both of those audiences are not going to be your stag and hen parties that are leathered and all the rest of it. I'm not going to be facing that. And I certainly don't want a career in comedy, so I don't (laughs) plan to be in those situations at any other point. Thank you for listening to this programme from the Forever Manchester Radio and Podcast Network. Forever Manchester is a charity that raises money to fund and support community activity across Greater Manchester. Check out forevermanchester.com to find out more.